Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. We ain't staying now. Tune in every time. We don't do no cap. Report only facts. What up? It's J1 Pandora, director of hip-hop. I just got my progress report. You see what it is. All A's right here. Mama, you know, I ain't do this in school, but I'm doing it now, so that's all that matters. Look at all these A's. Straight A's all the way down. Y'all see it? Y'all see it? Brains are sexy. <laughs> the Progress Report. What's going on? It's your girl, Lala Shepard. Boss Brit the Most Lit. What's up? It's your girl, DJ Excel. This is the Progress Support Podcast, and we got a very special guest in the building, Mr. Poster Child J1. Hey, what's happening? What's up? How, How you are doing? you? I'm just happy to be here. I love y'all platform. Oh, Thank man. You. I mean, a Thank lot. You. Definitely, man. We was just talking off air, man. I've definitely been following your career for some time, so this is beautiful right now. <laughs> I appreciate that. Absolutely. So, you know, share with the world. What do you do? Absolutely. So, currently, I am a director of hip-hop for Pandora. I'm also program director for SiriusXM Pandora now, which is Channel 3. So those are my um, my main gigs right now. And then uh, before that, I did like 12 or 13 years of terrestrial radio, started out as a DJ. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I read that in your bio. Oh, appreciate yep. that. So what does um, a work schedule mm. consist of being the director of, you know, the hip-hop Pandora? Like, um, I mean... You know, it's really no set schedule. I'm always working, whether it's uh, listening to music, taking meetings, um, you know, making sure that I'm representing the brand and stuff, and then also working on my own stuff on the side. So uh, it's really no set schedule. I mean, last week, Drake dropped his EP, and we were up till past midnight programming and making sure everything was right on the platform oh that's dope uh, yeah 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 so you know like, damn um, Drake you should have told us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was just oh yeah, so like, but, uh, but, but you know we got we just gotta be on point and make sure we give the best listening experience at the right. end of the day mm. and are you like really or are you really listening to a lot of this music coming in or is it like your team or so I don't really have a team it's me and one other person like, so, don't get fucked up. People, <laughs> people think it's a whole bunch of yeah, people. They, they, yeah, they think it's like 20 of us just listening to music all day. But for the longest, it was just me. And mm-hmm. then when I got promoted, I kind of put like as a contingent upon me taking a position that I was like, y'all need to let me hire somebody. Ain't mm-hmm. no way I could take on mm-hmm. these extra responsibilities and not have another person. So, um, you know, I was blessed enough that they allowed me to hire the person who I wanted to bring on. So Good. I brought mm-hmm. in my own programming assistant uh, who worked with me when I was up in Washington, D.C. as a program director. That's dope. What's going on? It's your girl, Lala Shepard. Boss with the most lit. What's up? It's your girl, DJ Excel. Look, we interviewed some of the biggest artists on the come up. Hey, man, if you ever in Atlanta, y'all make sure y'all hit us up now. Hey, hit us up today. It's where you need to be, man. A progress support. DM us right now. Let's go. Mm. And what do you specifically do 
as your position? That's a great question. So I oversee all the hip hop playlists and stations on Pandora. So whether it's Drake Radio or today's R and B hip hop hits, so I oversee that. You know, I work with the marketing team and the uh, industry relations team to work with artists on different events and promotions and stuff. Um, work with the sales team to come up with different packages to obviously make money because, you know, we in the business of making money right, and, right. and selling uh, selling product and commercials and stuff like that. So um, but basically anything to do with hip hop on the platform, I oversee it. And then I'm also in charge of like our partnerships with uh LeBron James and Uninterrupted, as, as well as, uh, you know, our partnership with Drake. Oh, wow. that's yeah. my pops right there, Drake. I don't know if you know. Oh, that's your dad? Yeah, that's my dad, man. Okay. I don't know okay. if you know, man. So, um, are the playlists, like, the artist playlists automated, or um, is this really, like, you're really uh, doing it? Because one thing I can say is, mm -hmm. over the years... Pandora put me on to new artists that right. really, Sex. really were good artists, and it wasn't oversaturated with a whole bunch of new artists that are whack or nothing. It really, <laughs> yeah. it really uh, fit into the mix, mm -hmm. and um, year down the line or something, they really buzzing. Right, right, right. He's like, that's me. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could take the credit. Yeah, that's all me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what people want to hear. No, so it's uh, it's half the algorithm and then have like curators like myself mm. so how it works is like on the program the stations that are programmed by the algorithm is based off of like your personal preference so if you and i both had a drake radio station and like you thumbed up a song and i thumbed down a song our stations would sound completely different That's because true. it's based off of our personal preference so the algorithm's going to keep feeding you songs that you thumb up and interact with, and they're going to take away songs that you don't like or that you thumb down. Right, like you know? Drake's, if somebody likes Drake's, uh, Drake's rapping more exactly. than his singing, then you're going to hear more uh, rappers on your thing. Exactly, right, yep. So that's how the algorithm works. Then you have curators like myself that program stations based off of, obviously, you know, statistics, but our ear what's happening in the, in the streets, what's happening on social media and all types of other stuff that obviously the algorithm can't pick up because it's an algorithm. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a good combination of both because I, I think both are important. And depending on what you want to listen to and what type of listening experience you want to have, you, you might go back and forth. You might want to one day have the algorithm kind of like force feed or, or tell you what, uh, you know, give you the songs that you've been picking out. Or you want to hear something that, like, I'm picking out. Y'all pretty on point with that, though. No, nah, for real. Definitely. We trying. We trying over here. Absolutely. <laughs> um, we'll talk about your background, though, because, like I said, uh, definitely been following your career for some time, and you've been at it for some time. Talk about where you're from um, and how you got interested into music and entertainment. No, absolutely. So I'm originally from New York City. I, I came down here for college, went to Morehouse. Mm. Um, I got into music. Growing up in the '90s, uh, you know, looking at people like, like Puffy and mm -hmm. and uh, Dame Dash and Jay Z and stuff like that. See, I, I was more intrigued by like the executives and stuff, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because I never had the talent to be an artist. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the executives and the DJs. So Funkmaster Flex, mm -hmm. DJ Clue, and DJ SNS were the three DJs that inspired me growing up to actually get into DJing. Um, so, you know, when I got down here to Atlanta, that was a blessing in itself because I had a, a very narrow view of music. It was only New York or nothing. And a little bit of West Coast, but it had to be like uh, Tupac and yeah. Death Row. 
But coming to the South, it opened up my eyes to like what was going on in Texas, mm. what was going on in the Bay Area, what was going on in Tennessee, what was going on in Florida, because you had brothers and sisters from all over the country, and they was just, you know, we was all playing music in the dorm and stuff, and they was mm. like, yo, you ain't up on 3-6 Mafia and Project mm. Pat. I'm like, Project Pat? I ain't never, it was a Project Pat, but when I heard it, I loved it, and I took it back up to New York, and uh, at the time, they was just like, what the hell, is, what, what are you doing down there? But now you look That's at crazy. it, and, and Southern music influences everything. Thing. Um, but yeah, so when I graduated school, that's like when the recession was in full effect. So mm-hmm. couldn't find no job. Um, what you go to school for? I went for business marketing. Okay. Yep. And then uh, then I started. You know, I got with one of my older frat brothers. He was a DJ, and I was just helping him out. And uh, you know, I saved up enough money, got my own equipment, and just started DJing, doing clubs small lounges and then uh you know my plan was to to go back to grad school and dj part-time but i was blessed enough that i started djing the clubs out here like every night this mm-hmm. is when you know people actually dance and stuff mm-hmm. like that i'm showing my age or yeah, whatnot so at, uh, at the compound <laughs> yeah entertainment. yeah compound so you was really out here because like those are like the main clubs of atlanta yeah 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 shout out to ag entertainment um you know he definitely looked out for me and stuff and a, a bunch of promoters but yeah uh velvet room mm-hmm. opera all, all those spots and again that's when they had dance floors and stuff. Yeah, so, walking out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was DJing, and I, I just really wanted to get on radio. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time, it was only being hot. So I was, like, stalking both of them. And um, it was Rashawn Ali who actually introduced me to Emperor Cersei at the time, who gave me my first shot mm-hmm. on a mix show. And, um, you know, once I got in the building, like, you know, as a DJ slash intern, I just was a sponge and was hungry for it. And mm-hmm. I, I learned everything I could in that building and just eventually like work my way up to personality, uh, mix show coordinator, assistant program director. Then when I realized I wanted to actually run a radio station, mm. I knew they what it wasn't going to happen in Atlanta because like you got the OGs. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Out here, you had Hurricane Facts. Dave at the time. You had, you know Greg what I'm saying? Street. Uh, Greg Street, but I mean, like, you know, Reggie well, Ross. Okay, you, you. Reggie yeah. Ross, uh, his program, uh, the program director, V, and then mm-hmm. uh, Steve Hegwood. Mm-hmm. Those guys weren't going nowhere, so I realized I had to move out of state to. Uh, to get that position. So I went to Indy and then I went to DC mm. and I got the opportunity with Pandora. So that's the story. Mm. You've done so much, man. Like, <laughs> that's God. crazy. Like, you Talk- still look young. Like, you've done facts, so much. Facts. I'm just hey, so man, confused. Like, it's good, yo. Yeah. Is it hard to leave everything? That, was you still DJing while you were moving up in Atlanta? Yeah. Because, mm. uh, you know, mm. at, what, what people don't realize radio don't really pay a lot of money right so i was making more money in the streets right than, than anything and like i'm gonna say this now my first four years i, I wasn't even on salary like mm. i was a contracted employee but i did it for the opportunity i did it for the learning experience and i did it to build my own personal brand and again you know it, pl- it helped me get in with like you know the alex Gidwans of the mm. world and the other big promoters at the time so you know i was making my money DJing in, in, in the streets. And again, this is when promoters would like pay DJs right. actually, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, a fair wage. <laughs> so um, how hard was it moving from all that? You had the biggest clubs in Atlanta Facts. to go 
to all another <laughs> city? Did you have to rebuild your brand or was so, you already? So for me, DJing was never a, a career move for me. It wasn't mm-hmm. like I always knew that eventually I would have to graduate out of it. Uh, just just for the fact, because I saw how like the older DJs got done when people like myself, mm. Infamous, Holiday, Ace, and Cash came along. We were like the new, young, hot class, mm-hmm. and they just pushed all the old DJs out and like threw them out like yesterday's garbage. Mm. And we were like, damn, these are guys that we looked up to. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, I don't want that to be me when I get older, like, because there's always going to be somebody younger, hotter, and willing to do it for less money than me. For so, less money, that's right. True. So yeah. I was just like, okay, I'm a, I'm a milk it for what I can, but I need to form my exit strategy. So while I was doing all this, I was learning. I actually did go back to school. I got my master's degree from Georgia State, and you know, I was just planning my exit strategy and stacking up my money and investing in stuff. Uh, so when when the time came, like that I knew I wanted to be a program director and I knew I was going to have to probably move. Yeah, you know, it was some sacrifices being made because I built up a brand, but I knew I I wanted to go out on my own terms Mm -hmm. instead of being pushed out or having some younger DJs come up and be like, yo, J1, get out the way. I think every DJ thinks like, all right, I ain't about to be that... uh, Old DJ, yeah. but I ain't gonna lie, like Funk Flex, like in his fifties. Yeah, and that man True. be doing like he be it be throwing me off because he uh who not Bobby Smurda, Roddy. Right. Yeah, he's in all his music yeah. videos. I'm like, damn, <laughs> true. Like, fuck, yeah, fuck, fuck, and mad artist video. I'm he's like, trying to show that light bulb, man. So yeah. I got no body. But it's like, yo, but I mean, he's been running the year. He just ain't yeah. letting go. You know what I'm saying? Respect yeah. though. But but, but he he keeps himself relevant. And, yeah, that's true. and there that's are true. there are like DJs and personalities out there like that. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. But the, they're they're kind of anomalies. They're they're not a a, a lot of them. You know, you have your front master flex. You have your Greg Streets and mm-hmm. your DJ Envies out there and mm-hmm. stuff. True. But even with them, they've had to evolve in their careers. They absolutely. You know? They mess with the younger absolutely. artists, they, and, they, and they stay relevant. And, yeah, messing with the younger artists, exactly. But for me, I, I knew, you know, I didn't really want that. There was, There's nothing wrong with that. But I just... I wanted something else, and I didn't want to like roll the dice and, and, and try to like stay in the club, like when I'm getting up there True in my that. age. So you know, and again, I, I don't knock nobody that does it. I just knew for me, like you know, I wanted something different. So yeah. uh, I, I, you know, when I got into these positions and I would bring a lot of young DJs into these stations, I would tell them like, you need to form your exit plan because like DJing is great, but you know, it might not last forever. You, you might not be one of the Greg Streets or the Funkmaster Flex. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be hot right now, but that money come quick mm-hmm. and it can go even quicker, especially if you're not like investing and saving it right. Especially mm-hmm. with that nightlife. That nightlife. Yeah, you can get caught up in it so and what, stuff. What would you suggest investing in? Because I know you were saying that you uh, invested some of your money. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, everybody, you know, talks about real estate, which I, I, I definitely did. Um, but, you know, buying life insurance and stuff they you know people think oh life insurance that's that's when i'm dead other people gonna profit off my death but they have life insurance policies that can actually build up like cash for you and stuff and over the years you can pull that cash out for different things and it's not like a loan that you have to apply for or goes against your credit or anything like that so i've i've used that to like 
make major purchases or buy houses and do other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like that, you know, uh, stocks, um, 401k, simple stuff. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people think like investing, I got to make these big purchases. No, you, you just, you know, you, you, you be consistent with it. Mm-hmm. And over over time, like you build up that nest egg and you look, you be like, damn, I, I got all this money stacked up. Fact. And then you can make the big purchases stuff. Or like, when something like this happens, a pandemic hits and your whole world changes, you have that money like set aside just in case something happens. That's good game. That's good game. That's a fact. Um, how did you adjust during everything with the COVID impact? Because I know a lot of us, including yourself, went to the virtual route. I don't know if y'all right. was doing that before, but that's something that kind of opened our eyes like, duh, if we can't get in contact <laughs> with these people, we can record it virtually. Nah, I definitely went the virtual route. Um, you know, I was probably doing more Instagram lives than I ever did in my life. <laughs> um, but but it was it was helpful because I was able to interact and meet more artists than I normally would mm. if we was like moving how we regularly were. So it was you know it sucked, but it was also a blessing in disguise because um, I was really intentional as far as like not only talking to like the named artists, but like the ones on the come ups and establishing relations with relationships with them. So, I mean, it was adjustment process, but looking back at it, you know, I I always count my blessings and thank God that it didn't happen like seven years ago while I was Mm. like DJing full time. Mm. And, uh, you know, looking around what we're going to do when the mm-hmm. club shut down because mm-hmm. like a lot of djs during that time that i know mm-hmm. they was messed up mm-hmm. and i felt for them and and, and some of them you know i had to float you know mm-hmm. so some money mm-hmm. um but you know I, I was fortunate to be in the industry uh of streaming that right. actually like benefited yeah, from all this add, stuff mm-hmm. shutting the down yeah go up like what's the yeah percentage? i mean uh, you know at first First, everything took a dip because, like, nobody knew what the hell was going on. People just sad. People sad. Right. They adjusted to the new lifestyle, so their listening habits were different. You know, people weren't commuting to work, so mm. it's yeah, just like people true. are figuring it out. Mm. But once, you know, like, humanity and humans, we adjust to stuff. Once people got adjusted, they started, you know, streaming music and actually started streaming music more. And we we saw an increase in R and B streaming because people, nice. you know, okay. people were having sex. Yeah, having a COVID baby, saw that Jodeci yeah. radio and stuff. Jodeci, uh, <laughs> Jodeci radio. But yeah, but also, you know, people want to hear that feel good music. R and B, it's all it's all about feelings. Feel yeah. Yeah, yeah, so so it wasn't a coincidence that. We going through this pandemic and people are home and depressed that yeah. they want to hear something that that's gonna lift them up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to really be able to see those streams. I'm about to say that too. Yeah, the percent, like the algorithm, I yeah. always yeah. mess it up. Yeah, but to really see an uh, impact, you know, during COVID and really see that R and B, you know, helps heal a little it more does. than uh, these uh, rappers. <laughs> I mean, that's why. You know, that's why R&B kind of takes longer mm. to develop, mm. whether it's an artist or a song. It don't move as quickly as hip-hop, but once it pops, it has yeah, a longer yeah. shelf it life. Does. That's a fact. Facts. That's so true. Can I ask you, uh, yeah. what are some of your favorite playlists on Pandora or playlists that you think we should be really looking out for? I, absolutely. Uh, so I would definitely say check out Uninterrupted Radio. That's the partnership with LeBron James. That's a real cool experience because um, we got like different subsets of that station called Modes where the athletes are actually curating like that listening experience. Mm -hmm. So 
like we have a tip-off mode which we launch for the relaunch of the NBA season when they relaunch in the bubble and you'll hear drops from LeBron James introducing songs and okay. stuff like that so that's a cool that's listening smart. experience and then um, one, one of my stations that I program that I really like is uh, Top Shelf Rap and R&B it's just like you know new hip-hop and R&B you know you're gonna get your hits but you're also gonna get album cuts and you know I like to throw in some up-and-coming artists in there is that you talking on there that is me talking yeah. on there. They use my voice nah, a lot. Nah, <laughs> I, I tune into that one oh, all the time. Yeah, and like yeah, every yeah, five yeah. songs, it'd be like, yeah, yeah. tuned into Top Shelf. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's when something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Appreciate that. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Um, Could you let us know some tips for longevity and, you know, just making sure that you're keeping your brand and yourself relevant as possible? Oh, man. Uh, I'm trying to to keep it brief. Um... well, first and foremost, I always say keep God first, whatever you do. Uh, be be consistent, you know, um, have integrity, work hard and try to find trying to find the gaps. Uh, like, you know, when I when I went into the radio station, I, I looked around and and looked for a need. You know, I didn't try to do what everybody else was doing um, because, you know, I, I had to, like, find my own strengths and know my limitations. Um, you know, like I said, I, I came up with some very talented DJs, Holiday, Infamous, Cash, I you know, say, yeah, no, th- those are all my brothers, but like, I knew, you know, I didn't have a, a, the bravado or the voice of an Infamous or a Holiday or a Cash, mm. but I had to move differently to, to make my brand stand out. So, you know, um, finding those, those gaps and finding ways to make yourself stand out by playing to your strengths and then finding people that can help you with areas that you're not strong in that can supplement your weaknesses. Um, so I, I would definitely say that. And, um, you know, always be forward thinking, be proactive and not reactive, like try to anticipate, you know, what the trends are doing and stuff. Uh, you know, I was a program director for a top 10 market in DC. We mm. talk about chocolate city. Everybody like, Oh, you, yeah. you done made it, but mm. you know, I'm doing that. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about like, how do I get over to streaming? Because mm. that's like, that's what everybody's consuming. That's where the trends are going. That's where artists are making their money and the labels are making their money. So I was like, I got to figure out how to get over there. So when the opportunity came, I was just like, you know what? I got to do it. And a lot of people looked at me crazy because they were like, yo, you're in a powerful position. You don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, like Pandora is an older platform. I said, well, I got I got to start somewhere. And there's still a top five streaming platform at the end of the day. So. Again, that was that faith. I was like, you know, I'm just going to take this chance. I don't know what I'm walking into. And it's a totally different culture. You know, um, I work for Radio One, which is a black owned company. And, you know, that, that was a great experience and stuff. But then you're going into a tech company, completely different culture, mm-hmm. you know, night and day. So that was an adjustment process. But it, it worked out. And I, I'm glad I made the move. Respect. Respect. Can I ask you one more question? We have a lot of artists. Um, on the progress report so Mm -hmm. what does the artist have to do to get on pandora and to really get in the mix like i said i was put on to a lot of new artists that actually were very 
are very successful now. Yeah. So for artists tuned in, like, what do they have to do to get in the mix? It's a great question. So first and foremost, you got to have a distribution company, whether it's a TuneCore, City Baby, you know, DistroKid or whoever, because that's the way you get your, your music coded. You get it uploaded on all the streaming platforms, including Pandora, and they help you monetize your stream. So, mm. you know, get a distribution company. Uh, the second thing is finding out or researching all the artist tools that each streaming platform has. Like Pandora, we have a free set of artist tools called AMP, which stands for Artist Marketing Platform. And basically with this, you can look at your, not only look at your analytics, but you could do your own audio messages. So if mm -hmm. I'm an artist, instead of my song just coming on and it'd be random, I could say, yo, what's up? This is J1. I'm from East Atlanta. You know, I made this song about my brother that passed away. If you had somebody that passed away, you know what I'm saying, definitely give it a thumbs up right here yeah. on Pandora. And yeah. it'll play before your song. That's dope. Then, you know, there's also another feature that you can actually increase the amount of streams that you get and boost it that it sends a signal to the algorithm to send it out to more people but it does it strategically it sends it out to people that have thumbed up similar songs that 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 are similar to the music that you make so that's like paid marketing like a paid no no i mean all this is free Again, okay, these, these these are free artist tools, and you know I, I get on the company all the time because I'm like we got a great uh, platform, but we not telling the, the world about this. But yeah, um, about yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Hey, I didn't know about like, it either. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it would mess up like the actual flow of things. But even if artists could pay, just like how Instagram boost is like, you know, if you got a hundred dollar budget, now you're getting more exposure. Right. Well, what just, I, what I, what I tell artists because again, you know. Different DSPs have different tools. Some of them are free. All of ours are free. Mm. Some of them you have to pay for. Um, you know, you have to just evaluate your situation. Not everybody has the big twenty or thirty thousand dollar budget, but you know, like what you were saying, um, you could take that five hundred dollars and run ads on Facebook mm. or run a campaign on Facebook. And they got stuff on Facebook that you can do a lookalike campaign where you can narrow it down. If I make music that's similar to Bryson Tiller. I can find Bryson Tiller fans and target, mm. you know, my music to those fans. Again, right. it's it's just all about research and, and, and finding people that actually know how to do this stuff and know how to, like, target the audience that you're trying to reach. And again, if it's done effectively and it's done strategically, you can build an audience and you can build it organically without, you know, having to do a gimmick or pay people off to play your music mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff that's dope that's Smart. dope you gave us a lot of game today yeah. facts facts yeah. um so i wanted to ask another thing yeah, too yeah. or kind of talk about another thing too um one thing that was important to me growing up and that got me interested in music and entertainment was rap city yeah uh, so talk about just your appearance on rap city and just your <laughs> thoughts on the current state of music oh, man. And it's, it's changes you really did your research mm -hmm. I, I, was, I forgot about that oh yes. <laughs> um, man i was so hyped about that like i was so nervous as I well bet. like my, my you know my hands were literally shaking when i was supposed to be djing and um but it, you know it, it, right exactly it, it, it was a great experience and um but you know it, it's changed you don't really see shows like that anymore because content you can consume music and content anywhere you know and uh you got you got great platforms like what you guys are doing and other platforms out here that you know, why should I wait 
once a week or or at a certain time to watch a countdown show mm. when I can just go either to like YouTube and look at something or I can go listen to it on a podcast or make my own playlist or follow different playlists that I like. So, um, you know, again, it, it, it's just times change and stuff. So, uh, again, I, I thought that was a great opportunity. But, um, you know, it's not something that I really think about or dwell on and mm-hmm. say, man, I wish they brought back Rap City and all that <laughs> other stuff. Because, again, you just you got to embrace you got to embrace the change. If, you, if you're trying to hold on to stuff, you're going to get left. True. <laughs> it's crazy because I remember like DJing like 10 years ago. DJs would really get music before everybody else. Yeah. You know, you could drop a mixtape and give everybody the exclusives. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Now it's like once it drops, everybody got it. Everybody Are got y'all it. overwhelmed with new artists? Like mm. even popping <laughs> artists? Like how do yeah. you keep up? Because as a DJ, that is so hard. It, it, it can be overwhelming at times. And I'm very transparent with people when I speak on platforms like this or panels. I tell people all the time, like, we get ingested with, like, 30,000 songs a week, you know? And that's just across all genres. And, you know, (laughs) we're talking about, you know, just in hip-hop alone, we're talking about indies, we're talking about the distribution companies, Mm. we're talking in the major labels. So we got to listen to a lot of this music. I'm not going to get to everything. So I got to weed out a lot of stuff. So it, it comes down to me doing research. Okay, what's going on with this artist? Who's pitching it? What kind of story do they have? Mm. Do they have some type of buzz going on? What are they doing for themselves? Yeah. You know, um, because again, there's so much music out there. Sheesh. Everybody thinks their music is hot. Some of it, Sheesh. and some of it is actually, some of <laughs> it is actually it. good, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> some of it is, is actually good, but at the end of the day what are you doing to separate yourself from the other artists that are out there? So I have to like weed that down and listen to, you know, the best of the best and then make my decisions from there, Mm -hmm. you know, but I always tell artists, no matter where they're starting out at, look, you know, I can't playlist everybody, but I can give you the tools. I can give you the knowledge on what you, what you need to do to succeed. Now, if you do it, that's on you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't do it, you can't blame me that I didn't take the time to talk to you right. and right. tell you that stuff. You know, one thing I, I tell a lot of artists, mess with these influencers. Mm-hmm. Influencer marketing, that, that's, that's huge. You know, artists are getting signed off of TikTok just because they, really they, they paid the right influencer yep. the money to come up with something creative, mm-hmm. you know, and it caught. You know, does that work for everybody? No, but it's like you got you got to take chances. Right. You got to try stuff. TikTok changed the game because as a freaking DJ, <laughs> there'll be a TikTok dance, right? But it's only for the first 10 seconds. Mm. So like literally, literally yeah. after the first 10 seconds, like people mad hype when the song come on. <laughs> after like 30 seconds is dead. Yeah, and yeah. And like, do I start this over? Do I just keep <laughs> it moving? Like what? But it's crazy. But that's, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. Or some, um... Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. 
I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Some artists that you've come across, like new artists that we may have not heard of yet, that are like you mess with just from coming across their music. Oh, man. I mean, you, you guys have probably heard of these artists. Uh, you know, artists who I've like kind of identified that are on the come up that haven't really blown up. I mean, I, I love Rennie Rucci. I think she's dope. Mm -hmm. okay. I think she's going to have a really big year. Um, I actually like everybody on Wolfpack. Mad Mark is dope to me. Um, Highland Star. Yeah, uh, I ain't hip to those two. Right oh, okay. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, they, they're dope. Um, who else? I like I like uh, Kaylin for real, for real, out the West Coast oh, yeah. and stuff. He He's really dope. Um, there's just so many artists that like I come across and that that's the cool part about doing this job because you know I get to to hear these the, these guys before they really blow up mm -hmm. and, and find out about them but um but those are you know those are just some artists that I'm personally checking for that I really like um you know that I think are gonna have big years I mean obviously everybody's up on Pooh Shiesty now but I, I really like I like Gucci Man's whole uh, uh, stable whole that he got, right? yeah, like, yeah, like nice I, I rock with Fujiano, you yeah, know. Fujiano. I, I like the female artist that Enchanted, he got, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, there's just a lot of people out right now um, who are working and, and, and making things happen. Mm. Dope, dope. Absolutely, man. This has been dope, man. We <laughs> appreciate you so I much. I appreciate so y'all having me. This is fun. Absolutely. Like I said, I'm a fan of y'all platform and Dang, stuff. It so. means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. I, was, I was excited to come up here. For sure, man. We got a final question for you that okay. we ask all our guests. Yes. Um, you know, the name of the show is called The Progress Support. I was ready for this question. I yes. know you are. <laughs> so what does the word progress mean to you? Uh, progress to me means... Um, basically setting your goals and you know achieving them and, and, and making steps forward and stuff um you know you, you you're competing against yourself at the end of the day if you're trying to compete against everybody else you go you're gonna get messed up you know mm -hmm. i mean some people thrive off of that but but i i'm a firm believer is if you're in your own lane there, there's really no traffic mm. And when you're starting to look left and right, that's when you slow down or you start swerving. You know, mm -hmm. you, you ever notice like when sprinters are racing, like they're 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 straightforward. When they start looking around, that's when they slow down mm -hmm. and stuff. So, progress to me is just really just competing against yourself and and, and always moving forward. It, whether it's baby steps or you make a long stride, but you're always moving forward and you're always like progressing and evolving. Mm. It definitely seemed like you made your own lane. Man, what? <laughs> and you had the mindset of that. So Absolutely. Congrats to you. Yeah. Sure. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Congrats to y'all. Y'all the future, man, for real. Thank like, you, I, I'm man. excited about platforms like this and, mm -hmm. and people just doing their own thing and stuff. For real, we, we need more of this. Man, that means a lot. Yeah. Absolutely, man. It's the progress support, y'all. We out. What up, what up? It's J1 Pandora, director of hip hop, and big shout out to the Progress Report. They making progress out here, and they doing their thing. What's going on? It's your girl, Lala Shepard. Boss Brit the most lit. What's up? It's your girl, DJ Excel. And look, we interview some of the biggest artists on the come up. Hey, man, if you ever in Atlanta, y'all make sure y'all hit us up now. Hey, hit us up today. It's where you need to be, man. The Progress Report, DM us right now. Let's go. We ain't stay at nine. Tune in every time. We don't do no cap. Report only facts. 
crackers report, we got the news, knowing the views, we got the stats, keep it a rack, don't join the pack, know where we at, we ain't stay at nine, tune in every time, we don't do no cap, report only facts, uh, crackers report, we got the news, knowing the views, we got the stats, keep it a rack, don't join the pack, know where we at, yeah. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.